Good afternoon. My name is Paul Herrerius, and I'm the Managing Director of Comar Partners. And with me today is Jonathan Zuha with Cressa. And Jonathan is an expert in leasing and real estate office space in San Francisco. Thank you for joining us today, Jonathan. All righty. Welcome. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you for joining us. Yeah, no, it's, it's great. This is a, a topic that's new for a lot of us. So thank you for sharing what you've learned so far and helping other people with this topic of office space. How do we deal with it and what's happening? Where are we going and, you know, how it impacts our companies and our cultures? There's just so many questions around office space right now today. And you're right there in the, in the thick of it. Um, before I jump into technical questions, Jonathan, what, what is your reaction to this whole thing? How are you feeling right now? You know, I, I will be totally honest. When it first happened, I kind of felt in that victim role of just like, woe is me. How could this happen? I'm still so young and now I'm in the midst of a massive pandemic and, you know, a potential recession or we're kind of already on the tip of that now. Um, when I came in at the, the high, high of the market and now we're going to the low, 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 more or less. Um, but moving forward, this is kind of a benefit for the people that I work with, which is tenants and companies where they're going to see much more benefit in the negotiation process. I mean, for the longest time for San Francisco, it's just been uh, tenants getting beat up by landlords. <laughs> like you just have no say in what's going to happen and they're just going to push, push, push. Oh, if you don't accept this, okay, we got 10 of the people waiting for us. Well, now the tables are turning and it's going to be a massive benefit amidst the changes of the office world because those are another topic in itself with sheltering in place coronavirus and how do we keep that safe and from the health standpoint right right absolutely i do you have any anecdotes or numbers you could share with us about the change in the office environment in san francisco yeah i mean the the rents well it's there's two categories so you have the sublease rents and then you have the actual direct rents from the landlords and subleases have been just dropping on the market like crazy. Uh, just to give a quick number last month in June, 1.6 million square feet were added on the sublease market in, in the city of San Francisco. In one month, one month, 1.6 million. 1.6 yes. million square feet. So to put that in rent numbers, um, Based on the numbers that we have so far through July, because we're still kind of collecting data on uh, current rents out there, but it's already dropped 17% since February to now, which is pretty, yeah, that's a good start. It's, it's pretty unheard of in this market to drop that quickly. Yeah. Um, so it's a change. Now, the landlord side is a slightly different. Uh, they're, they're holding strong as much as possible to, to make sure, you know, we're going to stay at these rents. We're not going down. Right. However, this week, we've actually seen a few more institutional landlords decide to, hey, uh, things are not looking as good as we want. We're going to drop them a little bit. So you're seeing a little bit kind of between that 5 to 10%. So not as drastic, but it's it's slowly creeping up there. There you go. Hmm. That's it. So. Yeah. Uh, what, what changes are you seeing that you think are going to be permanent changes in the office space? You know, I think it's going to be this kind of flexible model that people have been throwing around. I don't think the office is going to ever leave. I mean, it's just too important to have that kind of the culture aspect of, of your company, particularly more for the larger companies that have, you know, 50 plus employees mm -hmm. where they, they want to have that kind of central location for everyone to come in when they can or, 
just that ability to do so. Mm-hmm. But I think we're going to see a little more adjustment in who is required to be in the office, how many days they're required to be in the office, uh, what's really expected of them, and, and also just the, the layout of the office. I mean, that's going to change drastically. Um, I mean, you're we're probably going to see the cubicles kind of move back in a little more. But, you know, we, we moved into this creative space is what they called it with the open ceiling, the, the, the wide open kind of room where everyone's really densely packed. Yeah, that's going to be adjusted because you just can't have that with the health concerns right now. Right, right. Are landlords responding to that? Has anybody gone in and remodeled the bullpens? Not yet. And I think that the piece of that is because they just recently all went into the creative space of rebuilding their spaces, which was extremely expensive, especially in San Francisco. So I don't see them changing that too soon. However, there might be a benefit for those banking spaces that have been in that that bullpen kind of cubicle layout forever. Uh, those might see a little better in uptake moving forward. Okay. All right. So those, I can visualize the, the long rows where everybody has their own workspace in that row and maybe put plexiglass barriers between them now. Correct. But yeah. And minor change. Yeah. And you're seeing a lot of these furniture companies kind of scrambling to, to put that together. So uh, there's tons of options out there, but it's a little, it's still a little hectic and kind of overwhelming right now just because everyone's trying to get up there. I think as these next few months, it's going to start filing out a little more about what actually is necessary for your offices versus what's just like responding to the, the headlines that are coming out daily. Are any uh, of the landlords starting to tout the quality of the filtration of the air, the air circulation and filtration? Yes. Yes, that is that is their one of a few uh, big steps they're making, or a few landlords are actually putting in the capital to redo their 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 air filtration system to move towards that kind of um, HEPA filters. Right, exactly. I mean, we drive cars now that have these uh, HEPA filters, and uh, you know the Teslas with their super you know prote- protected air inside uh, filtration systems, and uh, if we could do that in the offices, I think that would go a long ways to help people feel more secure working back in the office. You mentioned this, the, the value to a company of, of culture. What are some of the other top benefits of having a central office? Uh, let's, let's put it this way. Like if you have a question about something, you got to call them now and hopefully you're able to pick them up. Or if not, then it might be just kind of a back and forth where you're missing each other. But if you're in the office, that's a, a few steps over. I, I mean, that's, I think of it in that way for the team perspective of those people that worked very closely together. It's so it's much more difficult now in the zoom culture that we're in um, to really set up those meetings. And I think also like we're going to see a lot of people more kind of tired from, from all the zoom calls, the zoom fatigue. Um, I mean, I personally have felt it at times where it's like, spent all day looking at a computer screen versus like talking to somebody and kind of I actually can't wait to get off of this conversation with you. Cause I, I'm so tired of zoom today. <laughs> I understand. I totally understand. Same here. Yeah, yeah. I'm excited to close the computer and be done for a little bit. Go for a walk in the garden. Now, exactly. How has this impacted your industry? Your, your um, you know, subleasing and leasing space to tenants, uh, What's been the, the true impact to your business? Uh, the the quick response on how do we how do we help? <laughs> I think 
would be the best kind of best answer I have there. Cause frankly, talk to any broker, they didn't know what to do. <laughs> I, I mean, this happened and everyone was just like, Whoa, whoa, this is a lot happening at once. Uh, to put into perspective, I mean, I was working on 11 transactions before this occurred and every single one was just put on pause right then and there. As soon as March 13 shelter in place was enacted, it was just a quick responsive, Hey, we don't think we can move forward on this. Uh, we need to see what, we're, what our plans for, which, which comes into that whole victim role that I felt in the beginning, right. which turned into the fact of like, okay, well now I can learn how to help and how we move forward in creating this new workplace 2.0. Okay. So. All right, good. And are you, do you feel like you're actually making a contribution to uh, people when they're planning their office space 2.0? Yeah, we actually had a productive conversation earlier today uh, with a client on just figuring out, you know, moving into kind of a hub and spoke model or best spoke model is what they're looking at. So instead of having their central located office, a larger office in San Francisco, they're looking at having slightly smaller offices in San Francisco, down in the South Bay, up in the East Bay. That way it's closer for the neighboring uh, employees that are there because they want to limit the public transportation because that's going to be, going to be the hugest piece to, to navigate for the Bay Area. Right now, I'm reading that um, public transportation usage is down 80 to 90 percent for BART and the Golden Gate Ferry and the Caltrain. So that's huge, you know, and um, the hub and spoke model will keep that down and reduce the exposure that people have to one another and reduce the health risks in that. Um, sure. Have you noticed any new technologies being used by companies that are showing up in the office world? Oh, oh, most definitely. The virtual tours has just taken off. <laughs> I mean, you look at, um, there's multiple companies out there. Matterport, uh, my company, Cressa, just acquired VPix as a partner. So that gives us the opportunity for all of our subleases to go in, video them. And it's basically, I mean, you're walking through it virtually on the computer. And, and I don't think, I don't see that going away anytime soon. I mean, I think the, the capital there is just going to continue to grow. Hmm. Um, that makes a lot of sense. I was one of the mm -hmm. early investors in that technology. I think I was too early. Mm. <laughs> I'm sorry you missed it. <laughs> yeah. It's still growing. It's still growing. It's not it's done all, yet. <laughs> it's all part of the Silicon Valley culture though, you know? That's yeah, of course. How has the uh, the pandemic out there changed your short-term goals or long-term goals? That's a difficult question. I, I think the, the best answer I can give is that I'm just kind of, I'm here to help. I, I don't really want to push a, a goal necessarily on me when I don't know how things are going to change again in another three months. Uh, and I would say that's the short-term goal of it. The long-term goal is, is just continuing to build relationships now build deep, deeper roots with people uh, just really just being a friend and someone to, to help connect others and, and see where the, those areas that are people are struggling in that I can help, you know, boost people up and, and help them grow. Uh, I think that's going to be the best way and best goal for me personally moving forward. Good for you. No, that's commendable. I, I think anytime you put your clients first like that, uh, that's a good long-term success strategy. You know, to help them and, and then you'll get rewarded later on. Um, 
Where do you go, Jonathan? People are probably looking to you for guidance and leadership in the office space, but where do you go to get your information on COVID-19 and the pandemic and sheltering in place? Mm-hmm. You know, it it really goes down to the, the the science of it all, the medical field, seeing what they're saying, because I can't advise something if I don't have the actual information to back it up. Uh, and that would be a disservice to my clients by just saying, oh, yeah, you're fine to go in the office versus like, well, <laughs> you're allowed to have 20 percent in the office in, in the, as an essential worker right now. It's a much different aspect. So I would say the medical field is where I go the most. And then I talk uh, weekly with architects, interior designers, uh, project managers, just to see what they're seeing, because they're going to have a different perspective than I will have. But they will be able to kind of bring me in on uh, almost being the middleman in a way, but to uh, be the messenger on and fine tune everything that they're seeing. Hmm. Well, you're, you're quite the conduit then for information and committing to that is commendable to you as a professional and then the ability to serve other people. And that probably hasn't changed at all with the pandemic. So hats off to you for that commitment to, to being a real professional. And I, I wish you. you a lot of luck as we go through the pandemic here, sheltering in place and, and restrictions on uh, travel and, and gathering in the office. Uh, but as we go through that, we know we can count on you for expert advice along the way. Well, thank you, sir. I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, and thank you, Jonathan, for joining us here today and sharing your insights and helping other people. And we wish you the best of luck, too. I appreciate it, Paul. Thank you for having me. You've been listening to a podcast produced by Comar Partners. We are a recognized national leader in retained executive search, professional recruiting, and talent advisory services. Komar, derived from the Gaelic word meaning collaboration, was formed with the intention of providing recruiting expertise in deep partnership with our clients in order to solve talent management challenges. Komar Partners is headquartered in Chicago with specialized recruiting consultants based in six offices across the United States. Thanks for listening. Please visit comarpartners.com to learn more about us and what we offer. Tune in next time for exciting insights, interviews with industry leaders, and more.